Welcome back to the 789 podcast. My name is Sam, and while my co-host Maxi may not be here with me in the studio this week, I am joined by Joel from the one and only Kiss Chasey. Mate, it's an absolute privilege to have you on the show. How's things? Doing well, mate. Doing well. I've uh, got this week off work, which is even better. Um, we've uh, our singer lives in LA now, so we've got he gets back today. So we've got three days to rehearse for this festival after eight years off. So I'm sure it'll be fine. But um, <laughs> there's a little anxiety just hanging around the back of my brain at the moment. But uh, now look, it's um, exciting, really exciting. I mean, what could go wrong? Eight years. What could go wrong? Correct. <laughs> if you're going to get it wrong, you may as well do it in front of a festival, hey? Exactly right. But uh, look, we ask the same question at the start of every show. So if you'd be so kind as to open your Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you use, uh, yep. what's been spinning your playlist as of late? Perhaps surprisingly or unsurprisingly, I'm going to open it up anyway. But it's, um, it's been a lot of Kiss Chasey trying to remember <laughs> some songs. <laughs> That's been getting a smashing. All right, what do I got? Uh, Stand Atlantic, State Champs, Taylor Swift, Death Cab for Cutie, Churches, Towns, and hang on, uh, Hot Mulligan. That's the most recent. That's not a bad mix. I mean, I will just bring up, and this is a shout out to them because we've had them on the show multiple times. They're friends of the show. How, how good are Towns? Mate, I've just started getting into them, so I've not listened to a lot of music over the last few years, if I'm being 100% mm-hmm. honest, um, and stumbled across them when I was driving a truck, of all things, <laughs> that had a rate that I didn't have my Bluetooth connected to, and so I chucked, yeah. uh, chucked Triple J on and heard a song and had to drive in a truck, quickly get out my fucking Shazam, go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and um, yeah, awesome. Really, really cool band, and like did a little bit of looking into it, like a two-piece, right? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, um, really, really cool band. I love finding bands by accident. Yeah. I mean, that's how I did the same thing. So, I mean, shout out to Towns if you're listening. We uh, we love you. But, I mean, right off the bat, you said, we said it off the top of the show. I mean, it has been a long time since people have seen Kiss Chasey on stage. And, mm. I mean, you're back for, for Good Things Festival. And, I mean, what a time to do it. Um, what felt right? about whipping the van back out and getting the, you know, the band back on the road? Yeah, it's sort of a bit of a, a journey to get here. We, um, in 2019, we actually were having a conversation. Uh, it was coming up to the 15-year anniversary of our first record, uh, United Paper People, um, and Darren had had a chance to meet with our old booking agent and a, a conversation had started about maybe doing a tour in 2020. Um, to celebrate that that anniversary obviously the planet went to hell for a couple of years so during that time we we actually had some stuff scheduled rescheduled helping around and during those um negotiations and and conversations um good things came to us and 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 offered the position the, the spot uh very generously for us to to play that album so we sort of thought yeah perfect um from a band's perspective, especially when you've been out for so long, jumping on a festival is much more stress-free from a logistical perspective, from a risk perspective. Um, yeah. And some of my greatest memories of playing live have been at festivals. So um, to be given the opportunity to sort of jump straight in and, and make our 
not make our return, but come out and and, and play some songs again um, at such a cool festival and uh, one that sort of aligned pretty closely to our, our wider genre was um, really exciting. So it was, yeah, bit of chance, bit of pre-planning, but um, still surreal that it's it's actually gotten to here now. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it is right around the corner. And, I mean, before we touch on the festival uh, and, you know, the, the massive return, you know, it, it's been such a long time between sets. So what have, what have you been up to? You know, how have you, have you kept busy? Have you stayed in the, the industry a little bit? Have you completely gone away from it? No, completely away from <laughs> it. Um, so pretty much since uh, the last tour, uh i've been i was running our family business um which i've now own uh with my brother um congratulations thank you it's uh it's a bit of a beast i've got about 40 employees so it's um it takes up a lot of my time but it's it's a passion it's a business i'm very passionate about and and um really love going to work and, and doing that which is why I said it like I haven't really listened to a lot of new music. Um, and mm. similar, I was saying to someone before, similar to if you looked at you know your parents or, or people of their generation, I've, I've found the same thing. Whatever I was into when I was 25, the way I dressed, what I listened to, everything has stuck from that moment and it's exactly the same now. I'm nudging 40. So um, I'm still listening to the same, as you heard from that list, a couple of newer bands, but the same, yeah. same genres. Um, yeah, it's so I'm doing that. Fix it. Correct, absolutely. Um, so I'm doing that. Um, all the guys are sort of doing different stuff. Uh, two of the guys have got got families now. Um, uh, uh, Darren's living in LA, sort of running bars and and doing some music stuff over there as well. So we've all sort of gone our separate ways to a point. Sean and I still live in the same small town, so we see a bit of each other. But um, yeah, it's. We're all still still close as mates, but all very separate lives. On that, I know you said that you were thinking about the anniversary tour in 2020, but, you know, everyone going their separate ways, you know, finding their own different, you know, journeys post-music. Was there ever a time that you thought this chase would be done for good, that you wouldn't, you know, come back around again? Um, I'll be honest. Like, when we finished, in when we did that tour in 2015, at the time, for all intents and purposes, we were done. Um, yeah. Whilst we were still friends on a relationship level, um, I think it was pretty apparent we had grown apart musically at that time, um, pretty much in four separate directions. Uh, we were having trouble agreeing on, uh, you know, we were writing some music and having a lot of trouble getting to the, you know, what, what used to be very easy was becoming very difficult. Um, yeah. So, as far as continuing on as a as a, a career or a, a, of that journey, um, I think it was pretty apparent that we were going to go our different ways, and we certainly wanted to do that on our terms, not drag it out, you know, with the risk of threatening personal relationships and and those sorts of things. We sort of were all shook hands and thought, "Yep, let's go do a fun tour, let's have a good time, and we'll just go live our lives and and uh, and be happy." And and you know, I'm glad we did it that way because it's it's been great to be able to reflect on on that type, the whole period of the band. I mean, I don't know a lot of bands have had the exact same lineup since literally day one. Um, not mm. without its challenges, of course, but um, 
loved the career we had. I think it was the right amount of time for us. Um, and it feels like the right amount of time has passed now to to at least come out and, and have a bit of fun together again. Just on that, I mean, you said earlier, it's three three days until your, your first rehearsal in... You know, uh, we've got three days years. to rehearse. So first one's tomorrow. Oh, three days to rehearse. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, a massive catch-up, but, you know, what, what's been the first song that, you know, you, you've got to practice in it and what's been the most difficult one that you're going, oh, shit, this might be tough on a festival stage? Yeah. So I've been rehearsing by myself. I don't know if you've ever played bass, but it's a fucking dull instrument to play by yourself. Um, <laughs> so I probably haven't put in as many hours as I should have so far, but we'll make up for it. Um, so a couple of songs were, uh, were pretty much straight back to muscle memory. Um, songs that had sort of been in the set since yeah. they were written through to our last tour. So um, uh, Doos is in there, Face Without a Name, like the, the, the few that have, uh, uh, like were singles or whatever. They were relatively easy. Um, yeah. There's a couple that I don't think we've played since the album was recorded, or maybe maybe in the first tour we did after the record, which is 20, 2005, that I had to I literally Google tabs to, to find out how to play the songs. Um, so I sort of got – I'm feeling pretty good about it now. The other little benefit, I was literally writing up the set list this morning trying to get it together, and we've got three um, acoustic songs on here, which is great. Because that's three yeah. less songs that I have to learn. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, Doot Doos is is one of those ones I could do it with my eyes closed. I can I can tell you how to yeah you know I could explain it to someone to play. But I was literally at the gym this morning and listening to the record again, just trying to subconsciously blast it through my brain. And there's still some songs at this point where it's like, no, nah, can't picture what I'm supposed to be doing there. <laughs> Great. So I think once we get together, the four of us, it should, you know, fill out and, and flood back in a little. But yeah, it's all been quite quite nostalgic, even just, just getting the guitar out and, and playing along to something. It's been a long time. I've, like I said, I, I divorced myself from music completely. I've picked up an instrument um, in that time. So um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I mean, if you forget what you got to play, you just turn down the, you know, the volume knob a little bit. No one will know the difference. So. I'll, tell, I'll tell you a secret. It didn't happen in the later years of our careers, but a couple of times, um, for what one reason or another, I will have a mental blank and, and forget a part of a song or whatever. Mm. So if you see me looking at my amp like it's broken, that's oh, yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I'm, still, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first or the last musician to do it, but it's yeah. always just like a what's going? Just waiting for the song to fucking finish so you can move on. It's um, yeah, yeah. There's that one, and then there's the also like the, you crouch down and pretend you're listening to the amp, and you're like, oh. There's something, something's not working. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. I've got a couple in the memory, just in case, a couple of backups. Yeah. So this, yeah, you this can't, oh, you have to, edit. Don't, don't just cut that part out before we edit. Yeah. I think this is <laughs> the day of the first, you know, the first right, legs. Cool. Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully Melbourne, I get through, I can use those and, and then the rest I'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> On the festival itself, the lineup is, it's stacked and, there is some nice throwback sets, you know, sprinkled in alongside yours. and Yeah, it really is. The scene has, you know, it's pretty drastically changed since, you know, Kiss Chasey were, were in the full swing of things, yet tracks like uh, Do Opinions, Spray on Pants are all, you know, really popular still to this day. So, I mean, 
it might be a tough question, but while you know you won't be playing some of those in your set, what do you think it is about the Kiss Chasey sound that's you know withstood such a stretch? Um, I don't even know if it's just a Kiss Chasey thing. Um, I'd love for us to take credit, but I've found just uh, off the back of the last little while, it's been quite a few sort of, for lack of a better term, nostalgia tours, um, bands popping back up from our sort of era. Um, I think our, our era was a really great time for alternative guitar-based music in Australia. Um, there were so many bands, um, you know, we got to, t- when you when it came time to touring, like, even picking supports was really easy because there's just so many good rock and roll bands. Then I think maybe a few years after we sort of um, pulled up stumps that rock and roll, at least in Australia, softened a bit. Not softened from a, a, a genre sense, but there weren't didn't feel like there was quite as many bands. And now you've mm. got this whole new raft of, of good bands coming through. And off the back of that, You've got these nostalgia tours. I saw Gyroscope are doing some shows coming up. Um, and so, and I think it's it's triggered something with people um, that had memories of going to see rock and roll at, you know, a club environment um, mm. to get out and, and support, which is sort of why we felt comfortable, com- confident to come and do something like this. Um I have trailed off from your question completely. I've gone down my own <laughs> path here, but no, no, it's, we're still there. It's, it's, it's. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it was just a really good time for for, for guitar and, and rock based music in Australia. And I, I don't know why it's still like I still hear us on the radio occasionally, which is just fucking mind blowing. Um, <laughs> but it's awesome. I love it, and I think maybe we just were at a time when it, it impacted you know the right amount of people or the right kind of people that grab onto something like that and and I was thinking about it a little bit before if we run over time it's my fault put my hand up but um albums so albums mm-hmm. as far as I can tell are gone um which I yeah. think is just devastating because not there was nothing better at the time than than even from a band's perspective of crafting the album of how it goes how it moves throughout and I think maybe people connect to that still but they can't get that in new music potentially i'm just absolutely Mm. guessing and and uh, just making things up here but um you know it's i think that the loss of the album has been tricky and it's happened so you know so gradually um even to the point like i was telling someone before our first record was purely physical sales purely cds our last album was purely digital um and then you know, the transition in between and now it's not even albums. It's just songs. It's almost like content. It's almost like a Facebook yeah. post, like a song. They just have to keep pumping out songs every fucking two or three months instead of letting an album cycle through. So maybe that's it. I don't know. But I'm glad that people still give a shit so that we can come back out and have a crack at it. Big time. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time uh, I heard opinions when I keep you warm at night in the last five years. I yeah. <laughs> I wish I got a dollar every time I've got playing. (laughs) Well, if we've got time for one more question, I just want to throw one in there. I mean, obviously, you are playing United Paper People in full for all the punters that are attending good things. And, it, you know, it might sound like a dumb question, but what significance does it hold for you and, you know, the band? Obviously, it was the debut, but, you know, whether it's a belated anniversary tour or not, I imagine 
you know, hymns for the non-believers could have been up for discussion as well. So, you know, what what is it for you? Um, well, obviously the conversation started because it was so close to that anniversary, but it was it was the record that felt like us. Like we'd released quite a bit of music before that on EPs and things. I remember when people had EPs. Um, and like I've got, you can see a little bit of there, but like there's a gold record behind me. When we started mm. playing together in our mate's shed, if you told me you'll get a gold record one day, there's not a fucking chance in hell. And then the night we got told that we were being presented with a gold record for that album was um, a real pivotal moment as a band. Like, oh, this isn't just a hobby on the weekend. Like, we, we're having a good crack at this. So we've certainly all got a lot of connection. And it was one of the albums that had the most influence from all of us. Um, as we sort of matured, Darren sort of certainly did a lot more of the writing. Um, yeah. But this album had a lot of input from everybody, so we all feel a big piece of ownership with it. Um, and it's just fun as fuck to play, to be honest. <laughs> you know, they're fun songs. It's, um, yeah, it should be really exciting. Love it. Well, Joel, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. And then for all those listening, make sure you go to Good Things, check out Kiss Chasey. They're performing in Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane over the 2nd to 4th of December. Um, and if you've never heard of Kiss Chasey, Get on United Paper, people. Get on hymns for the non-believers. Get around them and make sure you're up to speed for the show. But thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate it. Sam, thanks heaps, man. Appreciate it. This is a toast to all the people listening. I hope it gets stuck in your head. Tap your feet and click, click, click your fingers Let's make the rest of the world care I want a song that gets attention This is the way it goes So if you play it on your station